you gotta do it. That's how the we lights do. come on, I shine. Yeah, baby blue. Or it's royal blue, I guess. But royal blue. Hello, bonjour, wagwan, everyone. Thank Hola. you for joining us another episode. We appreciate you. As you know, I'm D. This is Anthony. How you doing today, sir? I'm good, man. Uh, sounds like we're both a little tired. Um, a little bit, yeah. Crazy night last night. It was, it, was. <laughs> it was a late night. I don't know about crazy. We actually skipped the after party, which we did have an there invite an to. Yeah, I didn't even ask for details. I heard after party and I was like, my bed. Um, <laughs> yeah, no how things have, How times have changed, eh? I know. It flipped. Back in the day, we probably would have skipped the main event and went to the after party. It went straight to the after yeah, party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well rested. And Nights wouldn't start till 11. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Holy, that's crazy, man. Uh, just got a little sad just thinking about that. But it's cool. We're uh, a little bit older, a lot wiser. Boom. Yes. Uh, let's talk about the event since we're dropping hints and clues all over. Uh, well, actually, it's, it's good because last week's guest was Sean Menard, 299 Queen Street West documentary. And you heard it right here on the podcast. We got those exclusive invites uh sean is a man of his word and he did send them over so d and i and the ladies had a chance to uh go to roy thompson hall and uh world premiere of the documentary and just uh i guess just if you if you missed last week and you're like who's this sean guy who cares about some stupid documentary he's done a he's his body of work is crazy but i think most recently well known before this one was the carter effect uh, so he's repping Toronto and Canada hard. And he's actually like, even as a Canadian, even as a Toronto-based guy, he's, you're still learning stuff from his documentaries. Even as a Raptors yep. fan, you're still getting, you got that inside look at what was going on, what Vince Carter really did to help put Toronto on the map. Um, and he had some, it wasn't just like it was a Toronto-supported thing. He had backing like LeBron James and eventually drake so he's working with the top yeah. of the top he came back yes, and he talked this time about the somewhat forgotten much music and for a lot of for the next generation just unknown right yeah and uh yeah we want to talk a little bit about that today because it reminded me personally of just the magic the documentary again yeah. is 299 queen street west uh as my voice cuts in and out were we screaming last night is there a part that i forgot my voice is gone jeez uh broadcaster problems i guess but um <laughs> yeah the documentary was dope man let's talk about it uh i don't know you want to give your I really summary enjoyed it i think um first and foremost it was it was uh such a nostalgic blast from the past yeah when you seen some of those clips it instantly brought you back to you know the age you were when those things aired and it was Which is, um, yeah crazy to me was was amazing i think um the event was really cool sean came out at the beginning and kind of just thanked everyone for being there thanked the sponsors and producers and told a little bit of the story that he actually shared with us previously so that was kind of cool because yeah we'd cool. already known a lot of the the, uh, the beginning yeah. and the origins of it so it was cool to see i thought it was a really really well shot documentary and i Oof, love how superb, yeah he um i don't know if we should give it away but he he really doesn't 
do the documentary in the traditional documentary style. True. Where it's a lot of just talking heads. Yeah, he mentioned that, so I think you're just, safe. Yeah, so I think uh, just the way it was shot, and I think when people get to see it, they'll appreciate that because it's just non-stop nostalgia. Non-stop yeah, only clips, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really, really cool. I um, I learned stuff. I didn't really understand the the true origins of much music. And Same. Just seeing the very beginning. And the freedom. Up until about the parts where it started to really hit me, like, oh, I do remember this now. I remember this. Right. But the them moving even into 299 Queen Street West, I didn't realize they hadn't been there in the beginning. Yeah, and, yeah. And that they moved over there. And, uh, yeah, I think overall it was just a really, really brilliant documentary and it just I don't know it's kind of weird but it just reminded me so much of my childhood so much of you know the, the days of old how, how things you, were you documentary? Yeah. yeah man same just I learned I learned a lot especially about the early days I think what 19 1984 it started right so yeah, yeah I guess those early days we weren't really you know that, that we missed that so yeah seeing right. that whole move from how they started um and just what's the word like the freedom to create i think was the beauty of it like it was all unscripted which i guess to an extent we did know but seeing how some of these personalities actually almost all of them just got thrown in like you're an editor you're cutting film all of a sudden there's an opening hey man jump on the air and that's how it started and it wasn't like jump on do good or else it's done like there was no pressure People came on, multiple people came on. We'll talk about some of them too. And literally sucked when we saw the clips and they knew it and they got the feedback. Like that was literally, uh, what's his name? Rick, Rick the Temp? Rick Rick the Temp. Rick the Temp, yeah. If anyone's uh, old enough to remember him. (laughs) He he came on and he got roasted. His first, what was that? Remember that question he asked? Uh, What's your favorite? To Corey Hart. What's your favorite lyric from his? Yeah, 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 yeah. And the feedback he got after was like, that was literally the worst interview I've ever heard from his management, but still yeah. continued on. It wasn't like, yeah, it was like, you were, you were okay to not be good. And I think that's the beauty in a lot that we've missed jumping ahead 20 whatever years. Amen. There's so much yeah. pressure to be seen and be at this level. Um, and we've talked about this Immediately. before. Immediately, before you're there. Like you have to show that you're there before you're there which is backwards. Right. It, it's exactly. crazy. And I love that part too. You're right. Just the room that they were able to kind of grow into the roles and not be scared to take chances, not be scared to be authentically them. Yeah. Which is almost unseen in this day in media. Like yeah. Everybody's trying to be, you know, a personality a little bit too much as opposed to just being their just true, your true self. self. Oh man. And I could um, go on about that I, true self part, man. <laughs> I think that was part of the, the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Magic. That unique greatness yep. about, you know, the people in that, in the, the management. Cause it, you can try and be yourself. And sometimes what happens is your manager or your producers they really try and steer you away from that and steer you in a, in a direction of True. you know oh, what we find better is this and you know sometimes they throw their expertise in the wrong directions and their places and and their or opinions suggestions even. In yeah way. yeah and opinions and i mean even beyond your upper management uh, teachers parents 
friends like that negative reinforcement of trying to be something or trying to appear a certain way that pressure is ridiculous now that true self bit you mentioned man i don't know i want to segue quickly because it's funny you mentioned those words because uh i think i've talked about i've been i've been doing therapy i know we talked about it a few times back in the last couple years and it was a challenge for us all to sort of address mental health and just take a deeper look and whatever we could do to just make sure we're better and my homework this yeah. week was actually to write down moments where I felt like my true self. And when where you think you about go, it ahead of time, land? say it again. Where did you land on that? Just out of curiosity. Uh, well, I'm, I'm back. So I'm halfway through a little bit. I'm just past the halfway point of the week on this. Mm. And I am failing miserably. And all it is is write down a moment. Whenever you feel like that moment of like, I'm my true self, I'm being authentically me, I'm not thinking, I'm not this, that, that, whatever, write it down, what you were doing, the feeling you had, date and time. And I've got one so far, which... Of where you were your true authentic Where you just felt like that true, true self. Yeah. Really? Like that moment where it's like, you're not thinking, almost like childhood where you just exist, nothing else kind of gets in the way, no thoughts, no pain nothing none of that right yeah, it hit yeah. me once where i was like this is truly me where i was like i was outside of me you know um mm-hmm. so that's interesting that you mentioned that because the pressure in life i don't know if a lot of i didn't even realize and maybe it just depends on the week but there's a lot of pressure to do all these different things tasks Absolutely. that pull you away from like that true self and being able to create and you usually feel it i think we just let it go often to the point where it sort of spirals into something bigger uh that's my segue i'll keep you guys posted and I'm, i might as well share the times i felt like my true self when i reflected that day um i was playing i was on, on stage which finally is like one of the things one of the roles that i've cut myself out of in the business for the most part and i was like that sucks because this is how I started this thing. The whole reason I started was for the love for music and playing. And I built this thing to the point where I was able to scale myself out of it. And I'm like, and of all the tasks I did related to this business this week, the one was playing. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Keep you posted on that conversation. But um, that, uh, yeah, that creativity piece, though, is just magic i guess trying to authentic yeah authentic creativity too right yeah 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 yeah. like no pressure like you said yeah i think um a lot of people i think now that i think about it a lot of people never get to that place and i think you can kind of tell you can tell that in their own creative endeavor or whatever they present to you their creative presentation you can tell whether it's coming from authentic self or not and i think um just going back to the documentary you saw that time and time again with these vjs where yeah man. their true authentic self was coming through on the camera they're asking questions that you know the everyday person would ask you know it felt like you were asking those questions or you it was such a personal conversation that a lot of them tried to have with artists which i i think is one of the best ways to try and speak to a, a celebrity is true yeah speak to them like a human being because i think a lot of them appreciate that because especially with media you tend to put them on a pedestal you tend to revere them yeah. almost overly overly worship them to a degree some people actually are 
fans of these people and you kind of just get away from the fact that they're just a human being just a human being they want yeah. to have a real conversation with somebody that doesn't seem manufactured or scripted true or overproduced and i think that was the magic but in much music yeah that was the beauty of like it the early age yeah yeah because yeah. you like you said you had these mostly young eager pretty much kids or just like early adults just coming into this thing and just it was yeah. i could only imagine what it was truly like on a day-to-day like it seemed yeah, like it must have been that, that chaos place. and then imagine that we're talking about a time when the rules were different so it wasn't so political yeah. they were smoking inside they were smoking inside when they went over to yeah. the boss's office they were going across the street to yeah, the yeah. bar like <laughs> sitting down and having a beer yeah it was just a different time <laughs> It, it you're right it took me it takes you back man it almost wakes you up i want everybody to watch that yeah. especially anybody who lived through that era and was a part of if much music influenced your life shows like uh electric circus rap city some of the vjs like big one. intimate and interactive yeah man you know uh i forgot about combat clips or um combat clips oh yeah right right segments like that new music with uh, Monica Diol and some other people. I think George Strombolopoulos did it right. as well. But like also just seeing some of the iconic VJs and their start. Like we even interviewed Bill Wilichka. I didn't realize true. his start was in that country segment. I was like, true. Oh, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that until, you know, we watched a documentary like, Oh, that was your origin. And, you know, instantly when you saw, he was one of the ones that I didn't really see flub at the beginning. It almost seemed, seemed so pretty polished, yeah. Yeah, and his his interview with Garth Brooks is, I mean, so touching because you saw that he actually hit a moment in Garth where Garth was like, "Wow, you know, he really hit hit." Uh, he really um, had his guard down in that yeah, question like when a he real had that moment. question. He wasn't sure of the response. Yep, and and Bill gave him that response. I thought that was beautiful, and that's something that I know. Any good interview interviewer should try to aspire to is really like get get human in that connection, question, right? Really, yeah, connects with them on a human level. Really, really cool. Yeah, man, that was dope. What was uh was would you call that your favorite moment from the doc? Um, it wasn't my favorite moment. It was more just like my um. I was really really appreciative to see that moment happen with the VJ because most of them you know, had these like awkward moments that were captured on screen. Yeah, yeah. That one moment where you actually are like, wow, what a brilliant question. And you could tell Garth Brooks genuinely appreciated You could that see that, right? Like the, yeah, yeah, like the exhale, like, okay, it's cool. And then there was My the... My favorite moments, oh, go ahead. Though, yeah, yeah. sorry to cut you off, was, um, was some of the like Rap City stuff mm. and just their idea. Because it didn't hit me until I listened to the documentary, that part too, that like, our exposure to rap music and especially in the country was solely based off of what much music provided for us, you right. know, like that's true. In an era where we didn't have a lot of outlets to listen to hip hop. I don't think there was any other on TV ever. No rap. And there was no radio was, playing it. Right. Like they were playing the stuff exactly. radio wasn't playing, which is crazy to think about. Cause now it's, it's all backwards. It's like yes. the blind following the blind. Or I don't want to say blind, but you're following a specific formula is what's happening right. now, and that didn't exist then. It was give the people exactly. something new, give the people what they want, give the people what they don't even know they want. And that's 
beautiful right. important yeah it's important to not just like pigeonhole you know music into these you know cookie cutter people or these like you know industry backed people they right. were going after anyone or anyone cool that they like yep or if the vj thought it was someone that we should check out you know you're you're hearing about these really really cool artists and that was all oh, those canadian bands right bare naked ladies yeah. to avril levine to tupac to Tr kurt cobain yeah, the rascals yeah you know we could go on and on yeah that was cool it was actually really cool to see like i think it was erica um in that Kirk Cobain interview, it was like six months before yes. his death. And yeah. like she went deep wow. and like really opened them up. And then they had said after it was, a, it was well published that that was his best interview as Maybe far as being that. like open and vulnerable, um, right. kind of letting his guard down. Still a tragic moment, followed by another one that I didn't even re I remember the clip. I did not remember it being Much Music or Master T, that Tupac clip. Yeah, because yeah, when it came on, I was like, I heard this. I saw this a million times. I almost said like word for word because I saw it so many times back in the day. And I was like, that was Master T. That was much music. That's crazy. I completely Death forgot. Row East? Death Row East. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> yeah. they had like the top of the top coming through and enjoying it. And I think it was just because there was like a freedom to be themselves and just connect with the fans. And these interviews were just done in like rooms full of people working right. to just people on the streets you could just see in and with that open window you can just go outside and it was cool man yeah. the energy was nuts really really cool and i forgot some of those like iconic moments that much music had were like you know nsync and the backstreet mm. boys and um spice girls before and afters right really big moments yeah and the intimate and interactives which i know they had some really iconic moments uh for me on that on that segment yeah and uh there was the electric circus going from day to night that was i don't even remember the too. daytime that's hilarious i do specifically that's what i made fun of it yeah it was like my <laughs> my aunts and uncles would watch it and i'm like wait so there's they're at a club <laughs> in the in middle the of the day in the middle of the week <laughs> right it was so random but funny and uh yeah i thought it was brilliant that they did have the foresight to see to move it tonight and then it just blew up and i do remember it was kind of ridiculous at the time but you still kind of just like you watched it it was a funny thing it's like everybody it secretly was. watched it right like yeah, nobody yeah, wanted exactly. to admit it back then but i was like i saw it right. so many times exactly. friday nights the night you're supposed to be out with your friends doing things <laughs> and half the time i was like watch a little ec because it's on <laughs> ec yeah yeah oh man that's funny stuff yeah, I loved it. So what, man. What, what was your favorite moment in the documentary? Jeez, there's so many. I think it was just the realness. You know what I really liked yeah. though, just based on the concept, was exactly. I keep saying the word the freedom, but also the the impact that much music had, um, and not like gearing you. There was no marketing message being shoved down your throat. Right. It was just an yeah. openness to like, this is music, this is music over here, these guys are in BC, these guys are in LA, this girl's from yeah. wherever, and they're dope, so we're putting them on, yeah. and a lot of people were able to blow up on a national and then even international scale, and I'm going to say like almost exclusively or solely because of that exposure from, from much music, um, yeah. and it was one of the rare times where I think, I don't know if I saw it then, but looking back, they 
Us in Canada, Much Music, was setting the bar. It wasn't a time where we were following MTV and right. the other big networks, yeah. right? So we were ahead of the right. game. And I know we always look back at Canada and say we've always followed the U.S., but if you look back to that moment in time, I think it was flipped around because a lot of the you remember that part where Rick James, I think the interview was there were a lot of black artists in the States who weren't getting played because they didn't fit what right. the people, quote unquote, wanted exactly. and they were getting to play over here. So we were ahead mm -hmm. and it sucks exactly. to think that that momentum that we had, that you don't even really remember that piece of history, what would have happened if we kept that going? Because it's like we've but always well go ahead go ahead no i think i think it was it was uh slightly addressed but at the same time not really because i think that if they persevered or at least came up with a a plan mm -hmm. they could have circumvented the downfall or the exposure that youtube kind of really right and that was yeah audience to decline tragic but i think that there's still a, a desperate need for some of the things you mentioned which was exposing the nation to all of the great music around, you know, yeah. not just being stuck in your own little region and kind of giving everyone a one-stop shop to really check out new music, appreciate Canadian talent. And I think hmm. that's missing is this like Big time. one one spot where, you know, if you're in Canada, you should go check out these guys as an artist. Yep. You want to make it on that platform. I just think that that's missing. We don't have that iconic or that like, that one channel that way everybody can kind of get a little taste of their own music right. and be exposed to to other styles of music because that's what we much music you'd watch rap city and then after you might have the channel on by not by mistake but just by default yeah. because you just finished an episode of, of rap city and then you get to see new music or you get to see george trombolopoulos talk about something yeah and it exposed you to you know a completely different genre which i think is really really important for for everybody but True. specifically people in our community we tend to pigeonhole ourselves into one particular genre or a couple particular genres and not really expose Exposure, ourselves to yeah. other genres of music so i think that for me was was very very important and i wish a platform like that still existed like, yeah, on, a, on a national level exactly not like every city or every little pocket has their own but yeah much music was putting people on the map i wonder could that what would happen like could it exist today what would happen what what do you think it would look like i think it would probably it's it's possible it would just have to be a little bit more interactive these days like i think you'd really have to try and tie in some type of live social chat along with some type of like hmm. live place again where people could come and you know take their selfies or show that they're in the crowd you know what i mean yeah something it's i think it still could work i think that's just would be really expensive really experimental and you have to make some mistakes but it would be a place a hub where every artist, if the who's who, is going to stop by there, and I don't know if there is a channel or a website or, or podcast. It's hard or to say, like yeah. Especially, so yeah. And that was that was the next thing I was going to say because, much music had the focus. Like you want good music, you want a surprise, you want to find out who's the next or what big stars in town. That's where it was. Now it's like there's 50 million different places where you're getting little bits of pieces and. Yeah that's tough like is it too late to pull that all back together because you have different platforms you have different influencers all this yeah. stuff different stations uh, yeah i don't know man yeah 
I don't, I don't know either. I think, yeah, it would be a tough battle for anybody or an endeavor for anyone to try. But uh, I guess selfishly, just because I grew up on it, I'd love to see someone try. It would be amazing, man. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's one of those things that happen so magically and almost accidentally that you just can't right. try to recreate it, right? I guess yeah. we might just be on to you the don't next. Force it. And maybe it's, I was going to say maybe every generation sort of has their own similar thing, but I don't know what that would be now. I guess it's not similar. It would just be our own thing, I guess. Yeah, I think uh, there's nothing on like that level where it's like, like we've talked about over and over already on the podcast, just the national exposure and someone that's really like, you can go somewhere for Canadian content. I, uh, you can go somewhere to hear about new music all over the world sure. or wherever they hear it, but there's no like one stop shop where every artist, you know, comes through funneling through. Yeah. Was it the bare naked ladies that got sort of first time discovered or first time on TV was in that? What was it called? The speaker's speaker's corner. corner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was a cool thing too. Did you ever right. go in there? <laughs> Uh, no, I walked by there. I chickened out. I was going to do it once. Oh, man. Did you, what about you? I never did it. No, no, no. That, that was a very cool idea where it was just a, basically a video booth that's set up on the street. Anyone could go in, drop in a quarter or whatever it was, and record themselves. Why can't that come back? That was that really cool, man. It's like yeah. a content stream that will last forever. And you got some people asking yeah. questions. You have some just whatever input opinions about music and this and that and then you have some who come in and sing and perform like they shove four guys into this tiny little box perform one yeah. of their songs and got a lot of attention off of that yeah i think uh, i think that would be cool i think it would be awesome to see on social somewhere where they kind of just set up a booth and people could kind of go my only worry is there's always those idiots that need to so you don't want to do it live because oh, yeah, someone's yeah. going to gonna... flash a body part. Someone's yeah. going to do something weird. Yeah, times have changed. Time. Times have, there was a different yeah. respect, I think. <laughs> Not so far back. Well, it was also edited, though, too. Well, that like, was, yeah, that wasn't out. live. They yeah, protected yeah, yeah. us, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot that we could have. <laughs> should have been. It would have been a good question to ask. What's the craziest thing yeah. you ever had submitted to Speaker's Corner? I'm pretty sure some dark, nasty stuff. Oh man, that's funny. But yeah, overall, great documentary, amazing time. And it was in cool music. to have a ch uh, to hear the interviews. Oh, the Q and A after, right? The Q and A. Yeah, we should mention that too. Yeah. And I guess Toronto's the only city that gets that. I don't think he's right. taking oh, the whole crew on the should, road. So, right, we should mention he is going on the road all over Canada. He's doing a tour where he's going to be premiering the film in other cities as well. So after Toronto, I know there's a stop in Hamilton. I know there's November fourth in Hamilton. Yeah, all over, all over the country. He's all out west. Country, He's yeah, Halifax. So check out one near you. It's definitely cool to just get a theatrical experience um, and see and see this iconic, iconic documentary about this iconic place that like you won't remember so half of the stuff when until you see it. You're yeah. Saying, oh, wow, I forgot. Oh, it's, it, it was well, well done. And congrats to Sean. Big congrats. Sure yeah. It's going to blow up. It's going to be uh, a huge success. It was well shot. Oh, my God. Very fresh. I just I just loved the approach he took. With he the told a story, right? He told, mm -hmm. he told the story. He introduced 
And this is my last thing. He never thing. even told the story. Yeah, I mean, but like through his work, right? But yeah, the, yeah. the story was told through clips and through some voiceovers. Right. And he introduced exactly. each VJ and each new uh, staff member um, or even artist through clips and putting the clips together in like a brilliant way yeah. that just kept you because you'd think oh clip after clip how much can you watch before it's like yeah i get right. it but no yeah. it was it yeah. evolved and he must have went through thousands of hours to well, come he up said with no, that because what he did which was another brilliant thing was he spoke to everybody first before oh right he so he had yeah, that, yeah went through the archive so he had marks he had True. clips marked like oh i wonder if we can find that yeah 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 that so I think that even that not true, only yeah, <laughs> sanity, but like just was such a great way to kind of go and approach the archives. Yep. Because like you said, if there's so much footage, how do you rummage through all of that? Yeah, like those gems. And, and tell a story that way. I thought, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Letting everyone really tell the stories. Yeah. Yeah. Sean, if you're listening, man, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you know, you didn't like it. I said you're a genius, but you are. And looking forward to bigger and bigger projects from you, man. This guy is incredible. Sean yep. Menard, 299 Queen Street West. Check it out right now. The man, the legend. Well, you can't check it out right now because it's still uh, oh, yeah, still yeah, yeah. in a city near you. Yeah, 299queenstreetwest.com, I guess, is the plug. Um, and we have an event coming up. I think it's time we mentioned that what are you calling here our, our well our introduction event intro yeah, event intro soft launch um october 20th is there a website yeah i guess blackmusiccanada.com Canada.com, yeah. uh slash rsvp i think that's where you're yes, gonna go that, well that's if you if you want if you want to come. come and join us yeah, um, a night of music. We're going to have a little bit of, uh, I guess, an introduction of some of the programming that we've started and some of the things we're going to be getting into for the new year. Great music, some couple of really good artists. Great artists, actually. Um, and we have, what do we call him, a doctor? Is he a doctor yet? Not yet, but he's uh, definitely a, a professor, a scholar, if you will, Yeah. on... Uh, on a lot of great topics that we, uh, I, I don't want to get into too much right now, but I think Check it out, yeah. people will be very excited with some of the stuff that we're coming up. It's really, really going to um, educate and inform a lot of people, ourselves included. Oh, definitely, yeah. For that we learn every time learn. we talk, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is an exclusive invite. If you're a listener of the podcast, we'd love to see you out there and... Uh, support what we're doing jump on the movement yeah black music canada so once again dot that's com. dot com slash rsvp yeah boom we'll see you there um what's the rest of the weekend looking like for you d uh well it was uh our birthdays me and my wife's birthday recently so i think we're gonna boom, boom, happy birthday day and kind of celebrate it oh making it another another year <laughs> another year around the moon but yeah man there might, well, there might be some cuddling i guess there might be i guess <laughs> i see her in the background shaking her head <laughs> no, uh, uh, i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> no. <laughs> no that's awesome man i'm grateful for both of you um yeah blessed to have you both in my life just a fun fact that room that you're sitting in was once my bedroom never really gave full permission to have it changed 
to a studio <laughs> slash office, but I'm cool. <laughs> Coaches so aren't bad. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> How could you? you? Remember. Wow, that's so funny. Oh you, me, gosh. and Dupree. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, good times. I'm actually going shooting guns this weekend. Mm, yeah, what, uh, today. I, I, what made you want to do that? Uh, another friend of mine, he's into that stuff. Him and his wife invited us. Uh, so we're going to go over and shoot some guns. It's uh, something I'm very interested in. We should doing. do it, yeah. I've been fortunate enough to do a couple Oh, you've times, done it a couple but, times? Uh, yeah, Give me some tips. Uh, what, do I, what do I need to know? Cowboy hat. No cowboy hat. Listen, listen to the instruction and uh, really just... I got to take instructions? I thought I'd just go ham. Oh, no. I mean, I, I like to learn. No, of course. Like yeah, the yeah. actual mechanics of what I'm doing because I think there's a troubleshooting. Those types of situations can be life-saving. Yeah, I imagine. So, not. Yeah, true, true, um, true. Just be safe because I've seen people make stupid mistakes that can really uh, not only permanently injured but just even like cause serious harm not like death like obviously the obvious okay but like even with the casings and the bullets gotcha. you always just be diligent and militant in your approach true don't take those things lightly yeah, yeah it's not a joke it's a deadly weapon and treat it as yeah, yeah 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 oh wise words man but it's exciting and it's it's really uh I'm curious to talk to you after the experience because I, I know what it was like the first couple of times I got to do yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, it really messed with my head. Maybe I was a little younger, so maybe that's why. But I'm curious to know what your experience is like holding and, and shooting because you've never done Never, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. it's been a few times uh, on the list of things to do and never happened. So this will be it. Locked in. Yeah. A couple Very more curious hours. Uh, yeah. about your experience after. So I hope we can share that no, I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I hope he can what am i <laughs> i'll still be no, here I to mean, talk. Like you you might not have the same experience he's like oh it was fine it was just like oh, gotcha, you know, yeah, what yeah. i expected it's like super mario or duck hunt true duck hunt yeah <laughs> pew pew uh <laughs> <laughs> they don't make that noise huh? that would be your first experience. i'm sorry sir where's the pew pew what gun goes pew pew <laughs> all right that's good to know as well man thanks i'm i feel like i'm armed with uh what the what it what it will take to make this a good one? So I appreciate you for that. No, you'll have fun. You'll have fun regardless, and uh, I'm excited to hear your experience. Yeah, I think we're shooting if you can too. three gun types. I don't even know what they are. I didn't look, but nice. it'll right. be new and beautiful. What should I wear? Give me some uh, tips on that. I think you should wear a Detroit Red Wings jersey oh. with the red bandana at the front. Thug, thug for, and get that that. <laughs> Go for your thug life uh, tattoo. Uh, harness your Tupac. <laughs> yeah. Tupac. I was going more like cowboy. This, Anthony was a big, big Tupac fan. Yeah, heavy on Tupac. You actually on, be forced strong. me to like, like forced. Yeah, it was it was an aggressive. Uh, lots of arguments and a lot of just like, just listen to this. Just listen to this. No, you gotta really listen, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys, it, it hit your soul. It really did. Uh, good and bad. Um, absolutely yeah, yeah. and I, I want to have a conversation about that one the day. impact the impact that hip hop had in our lives it's uh yeah a, a, couple people a young mind about. is mm -hmm. probably not ready for that because you embrace the words but the also the yeah. lifestyle to an extent right and just the culture that it starts you start to embody even if you don't know it's changing your thoughts it really does because I look back and I'm like 100%. 
he told his story and you almost like some people get carried away with it but you still you take it on to an extent because you find similarities in your life and your patterns and your your family history and you latch on to those because you're hearing the words you're walking to school (laughs) oh man i can't stop them rolling already you're walking to school with your walkman on (laughs) right (laughs) and you're like a shockwave oh man the discman (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) oh yeah so you're walking now you could walk with a little bit more pep in your step because you're not worried about the skip skip but the stuff i mean if depending how long your walk is you could listen to that album twice on one one trip right so it's just it's it's in you man and yeah thankfully we uh we came out okay but i've seen others who a lot of people didn't yeah and and i mean i've most of my mistakes hip-hop was the soundtrack it's the absolute (laughs) truth and you even knew there are certain moments where you wanted to feel a little bit soft you throw on some r&b or if you want to get yourself in that mode like i don't care you throw on the right hip-hop record (laughs) it's like it you it was obvious like we knew it was doing things to change your mind state at least and yeah we definitely should dive a little deeper into that actually I have just a gentleman who has some real strong research on it too. So let's bring him in and maybe uh, okay, hope exciting. we don't get canceled after that. <laughs> Stay, yeah. Oh, I hope it's that way. It is. It is. It is. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would like to. I, lo- I would like to hear his uh, his point of view and some research too. I think. I, I think he mentioned there's some research. So yeah, it'd be cool. But yeah, that's 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 our story. Uh, and just what are our closing words? What are our words here? As usual, be kind to yourself and to each other. Stay safe out there. And until next time, we love and appreciate your support. Anthony, I love you. Love you, man. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. (laughs) It's going down.